Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the On the Volley podcast. Today, we have a lot of news to react to. Well, not a lot of club news, but it is the international break, however. And today, we're going to be reacting to some more UEFA Nations League squads, some Comnable squads. Obviously, last episode, uh, Alex and I, we both reacted to Brazil, the US, France, those types of squads. We do have some more. Um, and also, we're going to be giving you our World 11 based on current form. And then following that, if um, you know we have enough time, we'll be doing uh, some FIFA rating reactions and some squad. I mean, not squad reactions, but match predictions um, and match you know previews for tomorrow. But um, Alex, without further ado, um, let's kind of get into the first squad reaction. The one I kind of want to talk about first um, is Spain. And the reason for that is obviously Anzu Fati. David De Gea, Sergio Ramos, all being left out of the Spanish squad. So um, give me your thoughts on, you know, Luis Enrique's decision. No, yeah. Um, as I said, <clears throat> sorry, as I said in the previous episode, um, I just don't understand what, <laughs> like, I understand that Fran Torres has done it for Spain on numerous occasions. I get that. But when I look at this Spain squad, I see something missing, and I think most people would see this as well. I see the lack of a natural finisher. And when I look at Ansu Fati, although he hasn't been healthy, obviously had his injury problems, hasn't played too much, but when I look at him, he is a finisher. He's a goal-scoring threat, more so than I'd say any of the players in that Spain squad right now. Agreed, agreed. So how are you not, ta- like, how are you not taking him? I, I just don't – I don't understand. Like, when you, when you look at this squad um, – here, let me pull it up. Well, well, while you're pulling it up, I would say, as I, I talked about off-air, that um, it has been two years since Anzu Fati's played in the Spanish national team and to pull, put him in right before a World Cup um, in this squad I think would be a bit weird. But, like, don't get me wrong. I think – he would have been for me like the the X factor in the Spanish national team. Yeah, no, I mean, I originally predicted um, Spain to not uh, not. I wouldn't say go. Um, they could win it. They I, could yeah, win I, it. They I originally predicted it. them as like a top five favorite. I would say, or I'd, probably. I'd like say more. Three. I'd say I'd more. say like a top three. Yeah. yeah, but now like with this, like I I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand why you don't bring him to a tournament like this. I get he's had his issues and whatnot, but I mean, when you look at their attacking depth, they have obviously Ferran Torres, as I said, um, Marco Asensio, who I'm, I'm a little bit shocked by. He, he, he's played, he's played <laughs> decent though over the past few months for okay. the past month, I should say for Madrid, but, but okay. When you look at, um, Luis Enrique's reasoning for not bringing um, Ansufati says that he's not playing enough at the club level, which, okay, yeah. fine. But Marco Asensio doesn't play either. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then also, like, the likes of, like, Borja Iglesias. I, I, he's been good for Betis this season, but, like, yeah. I mean, I know this is not the World Cup squad, but considering that the World Cup is about a month, a month away. Months or two away. months away, sorry. Yeah. But the World, World Cup squads are, are yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know like um I kind of want to talk about also um as we we talked about off air as well Sergio Ramos uh, his omission he's another player that has been you know obviously missed Euro twenty twenty missed the whole season before the Euros really like he did, hardly played for Madrid mm-hmm. Luis Enrique obviously making the decision to drop him um and now you know some people are also still 
surprised. You know, and, and I would say, as you said, that I think you should have picked like he should have picked Sergio Ramos because of the dressing room presence. And arguably, I, I think he's, as you said, a better player than the likes of Cesar Aspilicueta for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's still he's still a top top center back. He's not the same player he was. He's still a top center back, and he's still someone who can provide a great dressing room influence. So, mm-hmm. for me, that was a bit of a you know, I wouldn't say shock because like he hasn't been in the Spain squad for so long. But you know, um, yeah. and then obviously David de Gea not being included. Um, but that's kind of for more obvious reasons. Obviously, mm-hmm. his distributions doesn't fit Enrique's system. So yeah, no. Um, touching on that, I like as you said, I think he's a better player. Sergio Ramos said is, is a better player than Aspilicueta. And I understand Aspi is like a huge dressing room presence, but I think I think it's not like a hot take that Sergio Ramos is more of a dressing room presence than Aspilicueta. Yeah. But um even if you want to leave Aspi in the squad, fine, but why take someone like Diego Llorente from the <laughs> I'm just a bit shocked by that. Like, he's not a bad player, but he's like, no, like he's just like he's like the average, like yeah, he's like the average like leads, like like mid table side. <laughs> yeah, like with all like, due respect, like I don't think he should touch the Spain squad. And I know like Laporte and whatnot is injured, but like really, like even though we're, I understand that like, you said Sergio Ramos hasn't been in the team, but really. Like, I don't know. I was, that's a bit questionable for me. And then also another thing I noticed actually is the lack of a true right back in this team, which I'm a bit – well, actually, they, they do have Carvajal, but aside from him, um, they really – they don't – I don't think they have anyone to back up that position unless his plan is to play Aspilicueta at right back, which would be – I don't know. I think that would be a bit of a poor decision from him, but – yeah. I mean, you do have Marcus Llorente, though. Yeah, yeah, right that's true. Spot. And he did play a lot there during the Euros. So, yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, obviously a very fast player there. But um, moving on from Spain, unless you want to give Actually, yeah, no, um, just one thing I want, just want to mention on Spain. I think Spain has the best midfield in the world, but we can get to that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, and I, I do agree with you, but we will elaborate more on that. Um, come close to the World Cup for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. During all the World Cup pre- previews. Um, next we can actually get into. Um, uh, do we want to get into England next, or would yeah, you go sure. to, uh, let's, what let's about get... Germany? What about okay, Germany? yeah, Germany, stay in the yeah. group. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, Germany for me. Um, seeing the squad, I was like. It gave me a bit of hope for, like, if Belgium were to play them the round of 16. <laughs> I'm really not impressed by yeah. by this uh, German side. Um, uh, yeah. Just give me your thoughts on, you know. Yeah. Um, well, when you just look at them, um, just um, in each position, I really don't think. I think this team not is not overrated, but I, I would say they're definitely getting – a bit too much love in my opinion like obviously germany has always been like historically just like a, an international powerhouse but like i think like the only time in my lifetime i remember them going out in the groups is the 2018 which obviously people say like the world cup curse and whatever but i mean when you look at the squad like in purely just on paper it's really not that good of a squad. Let me just. I, w- I would say I would say the the midfield and attack are right, like obviously good, but the def- yeah the defense the defense for me is where it ends. And 
I don't know. For me, I don't think it's possible for you to make a good run in a tournament without a good defense. I think you always need a good defense to back you up. And that's been proven, obviously, with the likes of France. Um, I think you could say it's also been proven by Belgium, for example. I I, I don't want to throw too much shade at them, but I think um, the real issue with that golden generation is that I think the defense was not like at the standard of the rest of their team. They were still good, but I mean, 2018, I th- no, 2018, no, I think we won the best defense in the tournament. Like that's like, not a hot take. I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I, w- I would honestly for, disagree. No, Vertonghen, Aldeville, and company are all top five center backs in their prime, like in well, the world. Company, company at the time was getting on in years. And yeah. Okay. But me, he was still, he was still, he was still like, a for center, me, the like, system, the, the three back system for Belgium's personnel for me, it just didn't work. I, I, yeah, I, I don't that's, know. That's, that's fair. But they were also Vertong and Aldeville though. were still at the top of their game. Like top, <laughs> top some yeah, of the best no. center backs in the world. No, I, I, I agree with that, but I don't know. We can get into that another time, but as like for, what, what? But give me your thoughts. So obviously Rudiger, people will rate highly, but like even though he doesn't play, yeah. But like the thoughts of like Tilo Carrere and yeah, like Robin no. Gosens, who doesn't hasn't touched the pitch for Inter really. Um, mm-hmm. Mateus Ginter, David Rom, like yeah, no, it's 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 a bit it's a bit disappointing when you look at the squad just as a whole. I mean, when I look at their center back depth, like I'm a bit taken aback. Like yeah, I. I don't know who you start. Do you start um, – obviously, he's going to start Rudiger, but do you start maybe like Sule and Schlutterbeck? Or, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm worried for their defense. And um, even their other positions, like really when you look at this um, Germany squad, I don't know where the goals are coming from. I'll be honest with you. I, I would say Nabry and Sané are fantastic for the national team. Okay, but – Muller as well. I, I, they're not. They're not the same player for me. I. I think. I don't know. I. I they're not. They're not a player that's going to score you like five goals in the tournament. They'll score like a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. That, that's like fair. who? When you when you get into like the time where you need it, like for example, twenty fourteen close. It was that man for them. Like I don't know. Maybe someone surprises. Maybe like a Kai Havertz decides to turn up for once in his career. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, he did score okay. in the final. Okay, well, aside from that, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know where the goals are going to come from. Like, I, 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 I do know. I do rate – I do rate Lucas Amnacha as a fantastic player. Uh, gave him on the left. Mm-hmm. was disgusting. Um, and he's, he's done in the Bundesliga recently. Um, and Musiala as well is a good young talent. Of course, but, yeah. Yeah. Good to one. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think their midfield is definitely the strongest um, part of the field, but – I don't know. For me, the defense doesn't. For me, I don't think this team goes past the quarterfinal. In all honesty, with that defense, but so um, yeah, we can go into the matchups later. So you think they're like a quarterfinal team, though? I I think so. Like realistically, agreed. Okay. Yeah. I, I would. Well, sorry, I wouldn't say agreed, but I like I can see where that point comes from for sure. Um, mm. Just based on the matchups, I wouldn't say I agree, just because like they'd be playing Portugal, which still questionable about them. But yeah. Um all right, but next um we can get into the England squad. Um you could start first on this. Okay. Um England. Why has Harry Maguire been called up? Like I, I don't <laughs> he's, know. He's going to start. He's going to start. You really think you will? I will bet money. I will bet money this guy starts day one yeah, against wow. the Rod. Okay, okay, but I I I just don't I don't understand. Like 
I don't get it. The guy hasn't touched the ball in like, <laughs> like, how long now? Ever since. Uh, the, but the thing is, that international international teams should not selection should not just be based on form, in my opinion. No, I agree. But okay, the guy has not played for United <laughs> in what like four? Well, obviously played in like Europa League. He's not played a Premier League match for United in like yeah. four games. I mean, what what more do you like? What more do you need for me? Like, I, I know that he's like the cap or well, not the captain, but he's like, um, like he's like a leader in the team and whatnot. And obviously, like Southgate loves him, but surely you have to give the chance to someone else. Like, I, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think Southgate will start him every single match of the World Cup. Wow. I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> not even joking. I so when Jordan Pickford returns from injury, I think he'll be a solidified starter. Um, I think Southgate is similar to Roberto Martinez in the fact that he, no matter what happens, will always have his selected 11. Um, Harry Maguire could probably get hit by a bus and this dude would still start him. Um, It's it's just a bit unreal to me. I agree with you. Harry Maguire should not be starting for England. I mean, he has, to be fair, let's give credit to him, did play the last two tournaments. Yeah, But he's not – the reason he played well is because one, the competition that they played wasn't England, you know, a team that was as good as England when they did, when they played someone of quality, they lost. Yeah. But um, second of all, in Southgate's system, obviously like they played more defensive football. Maguire will look better because he's not getting exposed. But I, yeah. I guarantee you the one of the reasons why Southgate hasn't dropped Maguire is because he's seen the success that he's somewhat success that he's gotten in these tournaments. I would say it's successful, just not, for my standard, I wouldn't say it's success because it's like they haven't played anyone. They haven't really been tested. So, like, for me, the the thing, what's going to be Southgate's downfall is now in this tournament, obviously their group is weak. But when they get – like, they're going to play someone that's decent now coming early in the stage, which they have not done in previous tournaments. They're going to play an actual, like, top three team, probably France. Maybe, you know, if they get to, like, somehow semifinal, they'll definitely be playing, like, an Argentina or something. Maguire will get exposed. He will get absolutely destroyed. And Southgate will wonder what happened. I mean, people will just be like, like you and I have said, I mean, this guy's just not a great defender. But Yeah, no. Um, I just want to touch on um... – <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I was a bit taken aback by this, but what do you think of Southgate bringing four right backs? I understand no. it's like the preliminary squad, but like, really, like four right backs? Like, I think I think one of them, I think one of like uh, uh, a few of them will be dropped. Um, obviously for the, at for least the World one, Cup squad, yeah. at least one, at least yeah, one, at least one. It, It's similar. It's similar to how Trent was included before the Euros, and then yeah. they dropped them. Yeah. Um, well, didn't they drop him due to injury though? No, no, no. Southgate actually dropped him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but Trent obviously being included in this squad, um, still, I don't know if Southgate takes him to the World Cup. We'll, that still remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. I, that's like that's honestly kind of a talking point. No one's really been mentioning. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it is a bit weird. You know, I think. I, I mean, I think for me, like, how is like I don't know. I I don't understand how Trent's even in the discussion. I mean. Obviously, he's not like, like, he's not a good defender and whatnot. And, like, he's good going forward. Like everyone knows that. But like, when you have players like Reese James, um, yeah, like why even bring him? He's not, yeah, he's not like, even to play him. Yeah. Also, Kyle Walker, even though he plays like center back for England a lot, and like yeah. Kieran Trippier as well. I think he's a better player at the moment. Yeah. Why 
even bring him. He's agreed. Not, like, I don't uh, what are your thoughts on the Jaden Sancho omission? A lot of people raging about that. I mean, I I don't I don't really have an issue with that, just because for me the guy has not been at the standard. Um, I completely agree. Yeah, and I I think he, I think he should have been dropped for the Euro. Well, not the Euro squad actually, but it, I, I've just never really raged. It's, yeah, it. no, it's it's tough with Jaden Sancho because I think he just for me like. When he plays bad, um, he just like doesn't. He doesn't his bad games. This is actually a take from um, Leas Bazidi on TikTok. Um, yeah. What what a play or what a, what an account. But um, he he said something about Sancho. He mentioned um, uh, when he plays bad, like it doesn't like it doesn't like shove it in your face, like. Yeah, his bad performances, like he just doesn't take risks, which is honestly one of the most true things like I've ever heard in my life. I mean, yeah, he, he it's spot on for me. The guy, like, what he he doesn't like, he doesn't do anything on the ball when he's having a bad game. He'll just like get the ball and pass it. But he's not a player. Like he was not brought into Man United to do that. And I think it also speaks um, the signing of Anthony. Obviously, Sancho is meant to be that long term signing for the right side, and you bring in a guy like Anthony for the price that they did as well. I think it says a lot about where he is. Yeah. Um, I don't even know maybe when Marshall is healthy, if he even touches the field, to be honest, yeah. United, um, with Rashford's. It, but like I, people, people are expecting like Sancho to like bang in goals. Like, I mean, this guy, he's like, it's like that, like he's never been a goal scorer. Like I think, yeah, he's some of the no. worst, I think he's some of the worst shooting for like a right winger I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I honestly agree. I think the guy is, he's good, skillful player, but nowhere near <laughs> the value that they place. Him yeah. I completely agree. Um, what do you think of like, like someone like a Jared Bowen getting a call up? Um, if this was last season, I would have been like, uh, absolutely. Um, this season, West Ham, I've been one of the worst sides I've ever yeah. watched. Um, so I don't, that doesn't like, um, yeah, I, I think it, it's a bit weird to me. Um, I don't know if he'll make the World Cup squad, though, so I'm not like, I wouldn't be that yeah, shocked. I, I'd be a bit surprised, but knowing... But don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. This was like, I'm looking at the numbers now. This was a 28 man squad, Alex. So two yeah. people, two people, only two can be dropped. So, um, I wonder who I, those will be. I, yeah, I just want to say I, I, it might be Yvonne Tony. I think that'll he'll be yeah. dropped. Um, but I, 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 I do want to give a quick shout out to Southgate for including him. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. Honestly, I think he's, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's class. But um, fair play to him for that. No, for sure. Um, um, Argentine or let's actually move to the Belgium squad because I can just knock them out real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. can ask some of your thoughts if you want on that. Yeah, but, you, can, um, you can go ahead and give the rundown. Um, basically, no huge surprises. Um, obviously, Loso Penda had to be included if he's literally our best striker right now because Lukaku's injured. Batshuayi is playing in the Turkish league. Um, if he was, it would be a crime against humanity not to include him. And if he, but the thing that worries me is like um, this guy. If you don't know, Alex has been cooking up Liga. Like he's been unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does, if Roberto Martinez like somehow like excludes this guy for like a Dries Mertens, who I'll get into <laughs> in a second, I'd be in shock. Like I would, I would genuinely go into the world. Cup yeah, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask why is Dries? Yeah, Mertens yeah. Still so, getting called so going up? to Dries Mertens. I made a video about this on my YouTube channel about the Fan TV. Go uh, subscribe if you're interested. But um, 
Jason Denier and Dries Mertens are like two of the biggest shocks for me. Um, if Jason Denier goes to the World Cup, I think he'll be the, one of the first players in history to go to the World Cup without a club. Um, really? He doesn't have a club. He doesn't have a club. He's not at a club right and now. And he's getting called up to the to the national team. And no, no, no. Just listen to this. He's not. He's being called up. He's not even going to play. He's there to train. That's Roberto Martinez's words. Wait. So the, <laughs> they so, wasted. Okay. The spot. Wait. So they wasted a spot for the guy to train. Uh, <laughs> wait. Wait. So can can do you can he even like sign for a club before the World Cup or like. Uh, I mean, there's only a month left till squad selected, so I don't even know. He definitely shouldn't be clubless. He's just a free agent. Like he's he's, he's just like a, a pace. No, I mean, obviously he's, he's not like an awful player. Yeah, but like, <laughs> the guy doesn't have a club. Like, how are you? How's he? Like, surely there's like a player. I've like, also I've also heard league, like, I've also heard rumors of like one of your favorite players coming back. Don't 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 say it. Chadley. Chadley. <laughs> Martinez, I, okay, I, Martinez I, in me, an interview. I, Martinez in an interview said this. He said this. Okay. Like it, this isn't word for word. I'm paraphrasing. He was asked about the in, uh, inclusion of some of the possible youngsters that we've had, like Romeo Lavia, to catch Alara, and he was like, "Yes, they're going to have to earn their places if they're getting good minutes." And then they asked, "What about um, what about some of the more experienced players like Dries Mertens, who's in the Turkish league now, is like you know kind of getting on?" He was like, "Yes." Him and Nasser Chadley are integral pieces can, and could for sure be called up into the side. Wow. Wow. I mean, Chadley is for, playing. Uh, I, I'm just, where, yeah. Where's he even playing? Turkey, now? Turkey, Turkey. I mean, Roberto Martinez genuinely just never ceases to amaze me. I remember when Komen got sacked at Barca. And <laughs> I think Roberto Martinez was like one of the favorites. He was like a favorite. He was like job. a favorite. Yeah. I was I was dreading. I was dreading it. I was I was like, please do not super let him super die. nice guy. Don't get me wrong. And he's one of the nicest managers in world football. Like I think his man management is is I wouldn't say actually excellent because like his decision making, you know, kind of contradicts his man management, like yeah. squad selection. Yeah, yeah. But like he's like, yeah, he's a nice guy, but I mean No, yeah. I mean He's not like an awful manager, but for me, I don't think he's up for yeah a big he, country or a big club for that matter. Like, like if you're Roberto Martinez, can only be a, seen as a good manager if he has every category. I've said this before: uh, goalkeeper, defense, midfield, and attack, all A plus, like he did in 2018. Like he, it has to be perfect. And then, and like, he, even not, then, even then, like, even then, he still didn't win the whole still, thing. Like, so. yeah, sorry. <laughs> Like you guys flopped. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like people people wonder like if we had had like a pep that tournament like. Yeah. No. I, I think you guys go all the way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So and then obviously like his omission of like Raja Nangalan when he was like one of the best CDMs in the world yeah, at that, that time. Was, that was insane. That was unreal. That was unforgivable. Um. But yeah. um. Also, one more thing I would like to mention. Um. He has brought up Jan Vertonghen, which is not a surprise. But if this guy, like right now, I'm keeping my calm. But if this guy starts at the World Cup, <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I I'd just be in shock. This guy, he's he's at Anderlecht now. He's not even at Benfica anymore. Does like he he's playing left back for Anderlecht. Like wow. how how can you start this guy over a player like Valface, who I know conceded six goals at the weekend for Leicester, but Leicester fans were raving about him because he looks very very good. He's not like he wasn't responsible solely for the six goals. They're, Leicester are just awful. Mm-hmm. But like how like could you start him over like a Premier League a young talent? Like I. I 
Yeah, it's just now, let's just people. hope that um, let's hope Thomas Vermaelen doesn't crawl his way back. No, no, it, it, I I still has Ronaldo in his pocket. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like I, that he went out on that performance. Well, no, he went out in Italy, but like he still was excited. <laughs> The Euros, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, overall, though, no, not any huge surprises for me for uh, this squad because I'm still waiting for the World Cup squad to be announced. That's yeah. what I'm truly shocked. Yeah. Um, okay, now moving on uh, to Argentina. Okay, Argentina. Um, all right. Uh, I think it's no secret that this team is being regarded as one of the – I would say probably the – but one of the favorites. They're my favorite. They're my favorite to yeah, win it. I, I, I think they'll win it. I'm backing them. But yeah. I think it was huge for them, obviously, um, to get the to win the Copa America on in Brazil as well. I think that was just huge for this team. I think there's a lot of parallels to City, not in terms of talent or anything. City, City, City. <laughs> but no, I no, would say in terms of talent. In terms of talent, they have a very good squad. I, I think they have a good squad, but like just like in terms of like always they would always get so close but never win it like kind of like city in the champions league yeah and i think now that they kind of got over that hurdle obviously losing on penalties in 2015 and 16 uh messi with all his drama retiring from the national team at one point and then coming back and then winning this copa america i think for me, I think Messi, I, I don't want to sound like a typical like Messi fanboy, but I think when he plays for this Argentina team, he just looks like a completely different player. Yep. Um I think a lot of players have moved to like bigger clubs with the likes of um his name is escaping my mind. Um sorry, Lissandra Martinez, sorry. Oh, um, the, the quote unquote best Premier best <laughs> back in the world. Stop. Okay, okay. Well, he's definitely not that. But <laughs> A lot of players in this team moving to, like, bigger clubs. Um, also, Molina moving to Atletico Madrid. Obviously not at the best at the moment. But, I mean, uh, I, I just see, like, a lot of talent coming to fruition, in my opinion. And um, a lot of players for them being in form at the moment with the likes of um, Dybala, um, Julian Alvarez as well. He's been unreal for City when he's come on. Um, I, I, I like this team a lot. Um, I do have a few questions. How is Armani in the squad? He's the worst goalkeeper. Yeah, I've no, seen. I, no. I'm sorry. No, no, I just have to get this guy. I think <laughs> I, I, I put in my most hated 11. This guy cost Argentina that awful Argentina side. They they almost beat the French team, which just shows for first of all that France were nowhere near the best team at World Cup 2018. I mean, like concede three goals that Argentinian side is a disgrace. Yeah, but Armani, his saves. Uh, no, but carry on, carry on. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do have a few questions for me in the midfield. Um, I. I don't want to say where does the creativity come from because obviously if Messi on the pitch is going to do what Messi does. But, I mean, I don't know it, where you really find the right balance. Um, I think Rodrigo DePaul obviously has to be in there. Um, after seeing Paredes at Juventus, I have a few questions. To He's a, I've never rated him. I yeah, told you this. I, I have never rated this guy. I, I, think it was, I think it was decent at PSG, but seeing him at Juventus, I don't know what it is with Juventus. They just turn players into like – the most negative footballers of all time, but um, I don't know. I don't know if um, 
Scaloni plans to try and play with Dybala and Messi in the same I was gonna time. Ask you that. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Dybala? Do you think Dybala <laughs> can play at this World Cup? I think for me, it's difficult. Um, obviously, in the past, when Messi and Dybala have been on the, on the same field, obviously because Messi is going to play every match. But yeah, yeah. Um, when they they do a lot of similar things, yeah, in terms of like their free role and creativity and whatnot, I think. Like Dybala has been in unreal form. I think he should obviously get called up, but I don't know. I think, if- I think he should definitely play though. Like there's like, there's no reason for me to be like, to have like Paulo Dybala, like just rotting on your bench. Like he's yeah. definitely like an asset. Like, yeah, no, I know. I agree. Like I, I don't think he, he won't play. Like I think he'll definitely get minutes, but I don't know if he's going to start is that's my, where my question lies. I don't know. Maybe yeah. start him and like, um, I don't know, like a midfield three with like DePaul and like um, Guido Rodriguez or something like that. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe even Loselso, who's been unreal for Villarreal over the past couple seasons. Um, obviously playing a key role in that um, Bayern Bayern game last season, yeah. Champions League. But um, I'm just curious to know what would your ideal Argentina front three be? Well, I should just say front two because obviously Messi will be in there, but. no (laughs) never never okay um for me Lautaro Martinez has to be there Um, yeah I I think he's he's unreal um based on current form I so first of all I'm going to put Di Maria but based on current form I would say Maria yeah, no, no, no. Well, okay, not not this. This is not based on current form. Like Di Maria, yeah, 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 current form. Because I just think Di Maria's class, but he's been awful at Juventus just because, of like, a likery in my opinion. In terms of like base, if this was based on form, who I was like, okay, maybe I want to give this guy a shout. Julian Alvarez would be a guy yeah. I would consider putting him in. I mean, he's just he's he's someone I don't expect to start in the side, but he's someone for sure that's like you could give a lot of minutes. I mean, he's he yeah. looked, he's looked unreal. I, I think he should get back, to be honest. I, w- I would start him. I'd put um, – Over Di Maria. Over Di Maria. I don't think you can. Okay. Di Maria's way okay. too experienced. The thing, the, thing, the thing with Di Maria, my issue with him, um, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit tainted by recency bias. Obviously, like in history, Di Maria has been – I think he's one of the most underrated players of all time, honestly. But um, I think Every for me – Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, every time this guy plays for Argentina, though, he's, he's yeah, he's, uh, he turns up in every single big match. He's he's every single big game I've seen for Argentina, he's always scored or yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's that's where my issue lies. Like, I would be tempted to start like a Julian Alvarez, um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it now, I'm because I'm just so used to seeing uh, recently like the um, Juventus Di Maria, which has been shocking to say the least, but. <laughs> I mean, I think he kind of wanted that move to Juventus to just like prepare him for the World Cup, and then afterwards he's gonna kind of retire like a lot of players. Yeah, not yeah. retire immediately, but like definitely start that path to retirement. But yeah, um, I don't know. Lautaro Martinez hasn't been in the best form for Inter. Maybe potentially gets dropped for the likes of Julian Alvarez. I don't know. For me, no. Lautaro though, he's he's sick. Like, he's no, I I, I think he's a class player, but I I don't know. I think. You, they can't. You, for, for me, for me, the side. for me, like if they're not, this is like the thing about international football, though, is like you don't. It's not purely based on form, like yeah, club. So like yeah. you have to like 
you have to have some consistency or you're going to like your squad just never going to be like cohesive. So like Lautaro has started every game for Argentinian national team for yeah, yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. now. So I think you have to keep him in. Same with Di Maria. So. Yeah. No, I yeah. think I think that will be – they those two will start Lautaro and Di Maria um, alongside Messi. But I think potentially what Scaloni might go with is like almost like a double pivot of Rodrigo de Paul and like – a Leandro Paredes or whoever he decides to pair with them. And then obviously um, Messi in front of them. And then maybe you can work in like a, um, almost like a front four with like um, Messi in behind, like a Lautaro. And then on the right, you could have like a Julian Alvarez or a Di Maria. And on the left, yeah. either one, I think those two can interchange. But I think that would be – it's it's definitely looking much better than recent years to say the least. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, last one, because um, this has actually been very interesting. Um, Portugal squad, um, not a huge amount of surprises. Obviously, Renato Sanch didn't make the squad, but uh, he's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I mean, if, if Renato Sanch is getting called up. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's unreal for them. Yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, I agree. Every time he puts on the Portugal shirt, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. I'm, um, people might honestly say this, I wouldn't say this is a surprise, but like Ronaldo is in the squad. Obviously, I think he's going to start the World Cup. I don't think there's any reason not to start him. I, I like maybe from a form standpoint, but like you can't find Cristiano Ronaldo, in my opinion. So, like, it, especially in a World Cup for his country, I think, yeah, no, I mean. Okay, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go ahead and say you should bench Ronaldo. Like obviously that's outrageous. But yeah. when you look at him in the state of his career and just look without any lens, any form of knowledge, when you just look at pure footballing success, like what you want in a team, for me, Ronaldo does not make that team. Yeah. And I don't think that's really a hot take like obviously Ronaldo fanboys would come at me for saying that but yeah I mean when you look at the depth of that front three Ronaldo at this point in his career with all due respect obviously one of the greatest players of all time but he does not make that score he does not make that front three in my opinion with with who would you take over him Leal Leal obviously I'd honestly put um Bernardo Silva in that front three if you're not going to play him in the midfield. Yep. And also, um, I'd honestly put Joao Felix. I, I, don't, I don't think he's been crazy for Atletico, to say the least. But I think when he plays for Portugal, just like in a more – I'm not saying Portugal's an attacking team because they're not. But um, when he plays in a more attacking system, I think he benefits a yeah. lot. And I would also even put Diogo Jota ahead of Ronaldo. But for for me though, like it's it's like a crime to like bench Ronaldo because I think Ronaldo actually I think will probably have a decent World Cup. That's like a bit of a bold prediction, but I think he'll actually. I don't think he's gonna like break records or anything, but I think he's gonna actually score some goals at this tournament. Of course, yeah, of course. Um, so I think he's actually going to like, and not just penalties. Like I think he'll actually, I think he'll actually have like a relatively decent tournament. So. And the thing that separates Ronaldo from, like, a Jota, no matter what stage of his career, is always going to be his mentality. So, like, Ronaldo, and and he's not playing for United. Like, clearly he doesn't care – care for united anymore he he's been focused every player right now in no matter who they are right now is focused on the on the world cup yeah at the club level so especially ronaldo so like yeah i i think um for sure like in my 11 you'd have to start but i do agree like 
from like a pure pure footballing perspective, like if you're like, okay, who's in the best form? Like who's like a like right now? You can, yeah, you can make an argument for that front three for sure. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, I just have like a quick question. Who do you think would like who for you should start in the midfield for Portugal? Uh, Renato Sanch. Um, okay, well, like like from this squad, like oh. Uh, like so, not the not the World Cup squad. No, no, yeah, just from like from this squad. Um. Okay. So I'd go. Uh. Jao Pinha. Um. I'd go. Uh, I've who seen Wonder people, Kids boy. Who FC Wonder Kids said the yeah the uh, one of his assistants was saying he's like a top five CDM. He's in very good form for Fulham, but he's not. Dude. He's top, not a top five. five CDM, yeah, like <laughs> um, so. Um, as you said, Bernardo Silva, I'd put in the attack, um, at the right wing position. Bruno Fernandes, I'd put in the field for sure. Um, and then I put Vitinha. Yeah, I, I probably would have said the same thing. To be honest, yeah, um, I think those are oh, Carvalho's. Uh, just he's he's old. Um, yeah. decent player though. You know, Matej Nunes. Uh, I think it's like he's okay, um, but Ruben Neves yeah. is also like he's like a solid option. Like yeah. if this was for World Cup, uh, Renato Sanch, Bruno Fernandes, um, and Tina and Bench Pinia. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, but I, like, I, I, I think I, I don't know if that would work. Yeah. No, no. Well, I say it's too defensive because Renato Sanch is like kind of like a box box. But I would say okay. I, then I'd switch out. I got Patina. Then I put Pinia. Really, you leave Bruno, you leave Bruno Fernandes over Vitinha, even with the form he's been in. A million percent, million percent. He's, really? he's, he's a better player than Vitinha. Like, okay, like, I okay that I'm curious now. Do you do you think Bruno Fernandes is like? Do you think he's like what he's all cracked up to be? Uh, not like what people were saying that he's like KDB level. That was a disgrace. Okay, but okay. obviously not. He is really. a on his debate. day. He's a world class midfielder. Wow, okay. <laughs> I, but remember, know. Alex. Alex, remember this guy when he, at Euro twenty twenty under Fernando Sanch did not play a single game, but like he was benched every single match. Yeah, uh, maybe, I mean, for me, the opener he was he was playing, but every single other match he was benched, didn't even play. Yeah, but just for me, I don't think he can play. I, I've said this in the past. I don't know if I've said it on the play podcast. with Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't think he can play. Yeah, with Ronaldo. That, and that's fair. That's they're fair. two. They're two. Both of them are like two ball dominant. Like they. Yeah. Everything has to go through them. And yeah. the um. And like. But I will say, I will say, for Nanj, um, during like the qualification process, they kind of found a way to like get him in. So like, who knows? Qualification for me is not like. First of all, real, first of all, they went through the playoffs. Anything. They went through the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. I I don't think that's a successful qualification campaign. No, no. But like, uh, Fernandes did play decent. Um, yeah, no. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's been proven for me at United um, that they just cannot play together. Yeah. Um, Bruno Fernandes obviously came in, played unreal for them, and then Ronaldo comes in. And all of a sudden, the guy is not even half of what he was. And now he's starting to regain that form a bit. So I think it's just proof for me that they just can't play together. So yep. I'm curious to see um, what Fernando Sanz decides to do, who is not, for me, a top manager. But, <laughs> um, I guess we'll see. All right. Um, next segment, which um, honestly, like, probably our last segment. Yeah. Um, we can kind of get into, like, the we'll do a matchups reaction on Sunday or something. Um, and, and 
I well, we can touch on like the FIFA ratings for like literally just one brief second after this because I want to see you one shout. But um, our World Eleven, um, we can go relatively quickly through this. Um, you can give some honorable mentions as well. Um, but start and goalkeeper, you can go ahead. Or I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead because it's like I think we have the same three. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, Thibaut Courtois for me, yeah. I think it's like even though Real Madrid did not get the clean sheet this season, it's not due to him. It's their defense. It's just yeah, bad. He's yeah. just a fantastic keeper. So. Yep. Um, center backs. Center backs. Okay. So this took me a long time <laughs> to say the least. The center backs right now in football are awful compared to previous years. Yeah. I, I don't I, say that straight up. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. So for me, just for lack of better options, in my opinion, I decided to go ahead and put um, Ronald Araujo from Barca. And All right. Alongside him, Ruben Diaz. Okay, that's and fair. That's fair. That's I'm fair. I'm just gonna say over Kunde. Over Kunde. Well, Kunde fits in somewhere else for me. Um, okay. I think you can guess the position. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think like, uh, I don't know. I mean, there just aren't too many informed center backs at the moment. It seems like teams are kind of conceding goals left and right. I think Ruben <laughs> Diaz. <laughs> He's a good player. I think it, it, it's not even that for me though. For me, it's like the quality of center backs has just dropped. Everyone, all the players from that like, past generation of age, the young younger players generation starting to come in. Um, but like these are players that were like we're t- I'm talking about the gen- like 2018, like you know, the yeah. all the Veralds and like yeah. even I would say like you know the Van Dykes of the world and like the Vertongans and the Verons. All those people have kind of just declined massively. Sergio Ramos's. It's like now we're just in a state where, like, there's just not really a standout center back. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I think yeah. there's a lot of up-and-coming talents, of course. Yeah, agreed. Um, for my center backs, um, I went with um, – I know he's not in, like, the best of form, but, like, Tiago Silva, I'll just – I'll put him in. Um, just as I said, for lack of better options, I think yeah. he's like a solid center back. I don't even think this is like close to this guy's like best form though. Like, I mean, he's, I think he was better at PSG than he was at Chelsea. Yeah, but... no, I mean, I agree, but like, yeah, for, I, I think he's by far Chelsea's best center back. And I, 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 I've honestly kind of snubbed him. I, I'll, yeah, as an honorable mention, but, um, and yeah, I'll, I'll put, I'll put either Diaz or Koulibaly. Um, Bali. I, I know I know you don't rate him. I no, know he's, like, he's been like it's not undis- that it's not that I don't rate him. Sorry, it's not that I don't rate him. It's just like the guy at the moment is just not playing well in my opinion. I, I think I, mean, I think when Chelsea have him in the lineup, I think they're a different team. I think I think when Graham Potter um fixes like when he figures out his system, I think Koulibaly will become like the solidified like best center back in the Prem. Really? That's, yep. a bold, that's a bold prediction. <laughs> I, well, I would say solidified best. Okay, I would say one of like the top three best solidified center backs in the pro. So bold for me, but no, <laughs> no, time will tell. No, no. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Um, what's it called? Right back. Um, right back. Obviously, you, you've Jules Kunde. I'm assuming yeah, Jules Kunde. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's not a natural right back, but. <laughs> Kind of similar, yeah. if, if not worse, for the right back position. I think. Yeah, the right. I think it's the worst, work, uh, weakest it's ever been in like my my lifetime of football. Honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, 
I don't know really who else I could put there. I mean, I mean, would you say maybe Reese James, Kimi, Reese James, Kyle Walker? Yeah, like Kyle Walker is. I think he's had a poor start to the season. Agreed, uh, completely. I think he's been awful. Hakimi, like, is a good player, but he's not had like a world eleven caliber. So I just decided to go with Jules Kounde because for me he's been yeah. when he's played at right back for Barca, I think he's been unreal. Yeah, um, and just in general. Um, for Barca, he's he's been he's been class in my opinion. I would have had him at center back if there was a good right back. I would have had him over Raho, but I think he's been Barca's best defender. And Barca's defense, um, bar the Bayern game, which obviously should be taken into huge consideration. Um, but aside from that, they've been relatively solid in the league. So yeah, yeah. Um, for right back, um. I agree. I think the options are just awful. Um, I would say like a Reese James or Jules Koundé. Uh, what about like Matea Decilio? Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, obviously. I'd say Reese James or Jules Koundé would probably be my prime options for yeah. sure. Uh, there's no one else. I mean, yeah, literally no one. Like if people say Trent, you – okay. Yeah, just kidding. I don't think I don't think anyone would say that. All right, left back, left back. I'm gonna say uh, Jal Cancelo. I don't think it's really close. Um, Left back, same thing. Uh, I mean, right now, Cancelo though at least is the standout left back in the world. Um, If anyone says Andy Robertson, please stop watching football. (laughs) Like, like Andy Robertson is probably not even a top back right now. I I think that. I think there can be an argument made. I I don't want to say he's world eleven, but just based off pure purely based off current form, I think you could argue. uh, I feel like a bit outlandish saying this, but I feel like you could argue Zinchenko. I I think he's been class for Arsenal. Zinchenko. I not 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 a world eleven. Not a world eleven. But uh, I'm sorry, just the form he's been in. I think so. You you take him over the likes of. Teo Hernandez, Ferlin Mendy, or like Alfonso Davies. Like these are like second okay. team. Like he's like, I would he's take a him. Buy. I would take he's him. A... I would take him over Alfonso Davies. And no, current, no, on current no. form, on current form. Wow, um, Ferlin Mendy as well. Oh, that that has to be one of the worst takes. No, no, no I'm sorry. No. Okay. Ferlin Mendy, Ferlin Mendy is like still like. Haven't seen him. Have you seen him from Madrid this season? Yeah, I know. I know. They, he's they been shocking. He's been no. shocking. He's no, been no but he's like he's still he's still an elite left back. Zinchenko is I'm not, like I'm not saying he's you know, not Zinchenko an elite left back. Conceded three goals to United. No, no, okay, yeah, but like just purely based off form. Like I Madrid, they, Madrid haven't lost the league game yet. No, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not arguing that, but who have they played? They, I, they I know like some like, backyard teams like the backyard yeah, but like team. Arsenal, Arsenal in their first like big comp, like big match, like they're like Arsenal would lose to Madrid ten nil. Like that, no, 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 it, like Stop. genuinely Stop. be ten nil, ten nil, no. like easily. I, I okay, but you you have to admit the guy's been like he's I not been know. his best form. He's not been his best form. That's why I'm not putting him in. He's been unreal for me. He's been unreal. I mean, I mean, uh, Ferland Mendy. That's what I'm talking about, but. Zinchenko, yeah, um, Zinchenko. I, yeah, I think he's been you know, unreal. I, mean, I, think he's, I think he's like a. I think he's like definitely like a really, really good left back. He's fantastic. I, I, I think. I think the reason you're hesitant to put him in is just because he plays for Arsenal. No, because I don't. I don't think. Well, also, he's just. I don't think he's like that. Like he's not just a. He's a. He's a great left back, but he's not someone I would put above. Um, you know. 
I would say like a Furlan Mendy or Alfonso Davies, or even, even Teo Hernandez. Like, Teo Hernandez, I can understand, but the other two for me, like. <laughs> but anyways, moving on. <laughs> All right, midfield we agree on. We've already discussed this. Yeah. Um, Pedri, Rodri, and KDB. Um, honorable men. Um, uh, Bernardo Silva. Um, and Luka Modric. What about like a James Milner? He's been unreal this season, hasn't he? <laughs> he doesn't. Care. He might he doesn't know, care like, what's your take side. on Milner? Like, what's your take on Milner? Like, I mean, the guy, the guy's like seventy. I don't know. Like, he's like starting. <laughs> like, what? Well, like, where would you like? Like, where would you rank him? Like, in midfielders? What in like Liverpool or like just <laughs> in, in the world? <laughs> in the world, I don't even know. I mean, I'd have to know how many midfielders are in the world. Uh, he is awful. Um. Maybe scrapes like the top one thousand in Europe. <laughs> um, I'd say like some honorable mentions. Um, I think like I would not put him in, but I genuinely think like Gundawan is someone I would like. He's just very underrated. I wouldn't put him in, but like he's like yeah. he's, he's an unreal player. I mean, um, City's midfield is just unreal. But yeah, so like there's there's a lot of class uh, center mids. Um, I wouldn't put Verratti in, but I think he's another one that's like. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, agreed. I think uh, I think I, I I'm not I'm not saying I would put him in, but I think just like the shout out should be given to Vitinha for his form. I think he's been unreal at PSG. Yeah, um, Nicolo Barea as well. Another one. Um, I don't know. For me, for into the season, I think he's no Barea. Barea has been like a bright spark in like a, in a hole of darkness. Um, like he, he's always he's he's just an unreal player. Um, for me. Uh, but he's, he doesn't touch the World Eleven. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, wait, what about Valverde? Uh, well, I mean, at the moment he's playing more in the right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, like a, what, about like many? what about like a true many? I mean, <laughs> I I I, I want to disrespect him because he plays for Madrid. Obviously. Yeah, but he's, he's played very well. He's played yeah, very no, well. He, he, I have to give him credit. He's he's done well. He's coming, fit in nicely. That yeah. assist they gave to Rodrigo the other day was yeah. it was class, I have to admit. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, I, I think I think I think he's uh, as much as I, it pains me to say this, but he's definitely an honorable mention for the side, but still I wouldn't put him above Rodri, in my opinion. The uh Chua Many? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's not even close. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Um all right, uh, the attack. Um I'll start with the strike position. Um, maybe you agree. I don't know if you do. I, I'm putting Erling Holland. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, anyone who doesn't put Erling Holland is just not biased. Like, another, yeah, yeah, you have to be either a Liverpool fan or like a United fan, <laughs> yeah. like watching another sport or something. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can leave this guy out of the world. Like, he's been unreal. <laughs> the right. guys, the guy, no, no, no. Okay, just like, like. The guy is doing stuff that has never been seen before in the prem. Like people were the fact that people were questioning this guy. Nunes, Nunes. Yeah, no, yeah. People were comparing him to Nunes, and you look at him and you you see him come into this city team. People were doubting the likes of Pep, saying, "Oh, he can't, he can't, um, he can't work with a strike." Actually, I kind of want to get into this. Sorry, I'm about to get onto a little tangent, but I don't know if you remember when people would compare. Pep Guardiola to Jurgen Klopp. 
Yeah, stop. I think stop, a stop. lot can be a lot can be taken into account from this. People season. people said Klopp was better like the year they won the prize. Yeah, no, I mean I mean it's insane. It's insane to me. This guy, your um Pep Guardiola, he wins the league almost all the years in his career. I believe only two out of the six I believe he's had at City. Yeah. He's 2016-17 didn't win, and then Liverpool. Yeah, no, yeah, and it took first of all an unreal Liverpool side to beat them, and then obviously the his first season like he lost, so it's like understandable. But if you look at his career and you just only look at the Champions League, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's just not like it's not something that you can base a whole manager's career off. I think personally, I think he's the best manager of all time. I think if he wins the champions league this year, especially he will be the undisputed best manager of all time, in my opinion. But, but what, what are your thoughts on like the fact though, like, like this is, I, I would say this is like sort of a valid argument that like everywhere he's went, he's had the full backing and like has had every player that he's wanted ever at his disposal. Okay, well, I can give you a great example. I, I but I would, and and the re, the one time he didn't do that well was at Bayern when like he did he won the league with them, but like he, when he didn't have the full funding, he just wasn't. I guess I don't know. I I think when when he was at Bayern, I think you should take into account um the just the context. Okay, there there were two teams that were just dominating European football at the time. Those two teams being. Barcelona and Real Madrid. For me, at the time, those two teams were just unreal in the Champions <laughs> League. And I don't think that Bayern side, as good as they were, as good uh, – like all the talent they had, I don't think they could really compete on the same front, in my opinion. And then also um, – sorry, I just kind of want to get back to the whole Klopp-Pep thing. Um, Klopp for me only works with a specific system, and if you if those players change, if the system change, like if if the personnel changes in the system, for me it breaks in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, very- he he can't deal with new players. It's been proven for me. I mean, yeah, like he can't. Nunez obviously hasn't integrated yet. I, I think there's still time. I think it's a bit harsh to say that he won't because he yeah. obviously still relatively new to the squad but because because when Klopp first came into Liverpool I mean they had like <laughs> Europe they had Europa League success but like they were not he's, he's like they were not this close to the same side they are now yeah, I mean no. it, it's just like Salah and Mane were like gems in the in the dust that like just became you know once in a lifetime type things well I think Salah I'd say it's like in one of the worst forms of world football right now but like his um He's just someone who like fit perfectly. Like Klopp and him were like a match made in heaven. Yeah, no, I think um, the thing with Klopp, once like the players start getting older, once um, they start to lose form, once like a, a big change to the system is being made with the addition of Nunez and the um, loss of Mane, I think even if you if you exchange like a Mane, if you take Salah out of that side, I think they they still have the same problem. And if you leave Mane and take Salah out of the side, they have the same problem, in yeah. my opinion. I think um, Klopp um, just isn't able to develop players like Pep, in my opinion. I think Pep's ability to develop players like in Erling Holland, obviously uh, he's only been there for a short amount of time, but like Erling Holland. Like the likes of like a Philip a Phil Foden, my KDB, opinion. KDB, KDB as well. There's just countless examples. 
You can go to Barca as well. You can make an argument for Busquets. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, no, I would like scouting is is by far the best in history. Like the the way this guy. Every city have never made a bad signing under this guy. People call Grealish a bad signing. This guy does what he needs to do. Uh, yeah. Like I know he's not in the most confident like a form that he's ever been in, but he was never in the prem. I mean, his first season, what he was like very low statistically in terms of goals and assists. Like, but people still mm-hmm. rate him highly at Villa. Yeah. He's not meant to like go out and score like thirty goals. Like Pep is doing. Pep is like using him the way he needs to. And every time Pep gets a recruit like Ederson, who no one really had watched at Benfica, mm-hmm. comes out and becomes like one of the best distributors of a goal for a goalkeeper I've ever seen. Like he's just his personnel like and recruitment is insane. Like if yeah. you play for City like every time we say this, every time a player gets signed for City, they, they're just unreal. Like Yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I think um um also oh, thought is escaping me um oh yeah i just i just think pep is just like unreal he yeah. like the the things he's the, the things he's done from a, a managerial standpoint um it, for me it can never be um yeah it can, it can never be replicated in my opinion i think he's yeah. the goat for me uh, yeah he's but moving um, on to the right wing attack. yep um do you want to go or yeah i have salah Okay, no, no, give me a real answer. <laughs> uh, my right wing, I've killed Mbappe. Uh, for me, obviously, he's I hate his personality. I don't like Mbappe at all. Um, I think he's annoying. I, I, but as much as I don't like a player, that doesn't give me any reason to say that he's not a good one. Mbappe has, yeah. unlike a player like who I've my obviously people, if you know me for a long time, will know that like my biggest rival, like is like a Paul Pogba. He's been my most, you know, despised player because I think I genuinely just don't think he's as good as people say he is. We can get into that later. I just think he's like one of the most overrated players of all time. But um Mbappe is like um for me, like He's just every big game he's turned up in. He's just scores against any team he wants to. He just whines all the time, which is annoying. But like, if he gets his mentality straight, which I actually don't think will happen, um, I don't think like he's. I think he'll he'll have another whiny World Cup as well, um, like he did at the Euros. Uh-huh. I, I think, but just for me though, he's like he's unreal. His pace. I, I think I do think I, I do agree. That by the time Mbappe is 34 or like 35 and Holland is 34 and 35, Mbappe won't even be near, like he won't be close to world class. I mean, he relies so much on his pace. Like he's mm-hmm. so evident. I mean, he's one of the fastest kid like players I've ever seen, but might be the fastest. But like when that gets reduced, he'll be, I don't know, not a really good player. Yeah. But like right now, obviously, he's just unguardable for me. So yeah. Um on the right. Um, well, actually, before I say my right. Uh well I guess my third attacking spot um I I think for you you also had Neymar on the left I believe yes correct yes. yeah okay I mean honestly not much needs to be said there he's been I don't I don't know if I'd put him above Holland but you can make a debate can I, can I make a claim that like I think before Holland's like rise I think he was the best player in the world like this at the beginning of the season Neymar was yeah yeah no no yeah. I completely agree I don't think there should be any like that I think that's evident but. Yeah. Um, right. um, notable omissions, though people will criticize us for Vinicius, um, and they will criticize us for leaving out players like Salah. 
Also, Conte, people will get uh, mad at us for. Uh, there's no way people get mad. There's no way. I, I guarantee you when this episode gets published, you'll see in the TikTok comments. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this episode, you made it this far, just head over to our TikTok because by the time this is uploaded and stuff and I made the clips, I guarantee you you'll be seeing where's Conte comments after we post <laughs> our midfield. Wow. Um, Thoughts on the Vinicius no, omission? I mean – well, he just doesn't have a way into the side. I never actually said my my um my third attacker. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I I wanted to touch on that. So it, okay, hear me out. Okay, I don't. I'm indecisive right now. I think Mbappe is a great shout, but he's not in the like. It's between two players for me, Robert Lewandowski, and. I'm I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say Gabriel Jesus. No, oh no, no, hear, no, hear me I, out, no, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, cut the episode. Cut hear the me episode. out, hear me out. This is similar to the Zinchenko. Wow, the guy's been unreal. He's been if if Holland doesn't score, if if Holland doesn't score all those goals, let's say Holland goes to Barca or something, doesn't play for City. Gabriel Jesus is the best player in the Prem this season, like form wise. But like he's not even like yeah. But this is a, this is a form based eleven. No? no, no. You're comparing this guy to like an Mbappe <laughs> on, on current form. Yes. On current Holy form. wow! When you, when you take it, I don't think context, this guy. I don't think this it, guy start for Barca. Who? Gabriel Jesus. Well, I, I don't even think he. I don't even think he gets into the roster. I mean, I mean, it, I, for me, context is everything. Okay, when you look at the Arsenal team from last season and you look at the Arsenal team from this season, and you see the differences made. For me, the two difference makers, as I said, was Zinchenko. It's Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus has completely come into the side, changed the way they attack, changed the mentality. <laughs> for me, for me, I think I. I don't know. I call me crazy, but I think he's been unreal. I think no, no. But this is this is also not just a form. Like this is the world eleven, the best current eleven in the world. Like it's form based, but it's also okay. You have okay. to account for yeah. No, game. no. Okay, okay. That's fair. Okay. If it if it's not form based, then yes, Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus does not um, make it in. Even no, he doesn't even come but, remotely close. Like, okay. He's, okay. He's in the Shadowlands. Well, I think you can make an argument. I still think you can make an argument just purely based off recent form because I think it will continue and I think he will be considered. I don't think he scores a goal at the World Cup. Well, if he even gets called up. Yeah. (laughs) But, okay, no. Um, Robert Lewandowski, though, um, I was hesitant to put him in. Big games, big games. Yeah, I mean, when I look at the Bayern game, for me, I just can't, like – this is this is the reason for me that I don't think he'll win a Ballon d'Or. I don't think he can show up in a big game. But, <laughs> this is facts. This is like, facts. Aside from obviously, people will bring up the four <laughs> goals against Madrid, like literally <laughs> twenty some, years uh, ago, like a like a like a century ago, like that was in like the the, <laughs> the Bronze Age. Yeah, like I I don't know, like. Maybe something is like escaping me, but name me a big performance this guy's turned up in. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, 
I still want to put him in, obviously, because he uh, he has been good for Barca. I won't I won't deny that he's been scoring goals. But when you come to the big games, I don't see Lewandowski. And, and let me just—you uh, sent me this take today from one of our comments. Someone said that playing on the international stage and club stage in the Champions League are big games. No, they're not. James Milner plays on all those stages. Um, there are players from you know the. Who's the team? Oh, uh, yeah, the Maccabi Haifa team. No disrespect to them. They're professional footballers, good players. They are nowhere near, like, the top 1,000, you know, type players in, in, in Europe, like the yeah. top five leagues. Yeah. These are players that also play in the Champions League international and club level. Does that make them? There's Egyptian Prem players. There's, there's like, Indian Premier League footballers. All class players, obviously, because they're professional footballers. But that does not mean you are automatically, like, a, a – Big game player. When we yeah. say big yeah. game, we have Lewandowski standards, who is a starter for Barcelona, arguably the biggest club. Yeah, yeah, arguably the biggest club for in history. Like this is not we're not talking about some Sunday league player. We're talking about Robert Lewandowski. This guy has to be scoring if he's to be named the best striker in the world. Has to be scoring big matches that he's played in. Didn't score in a UCL final. Did he? Nope. Played two, hasn't scored in either of them. Like he hit the post, but didn't score, did he? World Cups, World Cup 2018, I've ever seen. Euro 2016, scored one goal against Portugal, which was like one of the luckiest goals I've ever seen. Um, Euro 2020, fair play to him, actually did score against Spain and, and that stuff. It was kind of like, you know, had to make it for himself, but like, no, like, no, like, real final or anything. Uh, like, no, like, every time he's been in, like, a huge match, he's never really done anything. So. Yeah, and, yeah, no, I, I also wanted to touch on, like, for Poland, the guy does not – he's not yeah. half the player, which I obviously understand. Obviously, striker relies on service and whatnot. But, as you said, you kind of said it all. When it comes down to the big games, um, the guy just, for me, just does not appear, in my opinion. And – the same can be said for even knockout stages of the Champions League, in my opinion. Yeah. He's not the same player. And that, that I think, is the difference between him and Erling Holland. Yeah. Holland will score against has, anyone. He'll, he'll, he'll score against anyone. anyone. He's just a and, and he proved it at Dortmund, too. He's yeah. not, we, you, people will just say, oh, well, he plays for City now. Scored again. He scored an absolute belter against PSG in, in one of the worst, like in Dortmund's, like one of their weaker sides in 2019. Uh, in the 2020 season, like this guy, like everywhere yeah. he's gone, has scored in big games. Um, obviously, and he, he hasn't even played really in like you know any huge final, but like every time he's played against a big team, he's scored, yeah. Like, and that, that, yeah, that's just the key difference for me, yeah. Um, for sure. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, one last thing though, after we've kind of named our world 11. Um, Give me so uh, today it came out or a few days ago actually the FIFA ratings came out. Um, the fact that Neymar is eighty nine and Conte is eighty nine. I want to know your thoughts on that. Uh, and Bernardo Silva is eighty eight. Th- these are three players, two players I would arguably put in my world eleven. Conte obviously no gets nowhere near, but yeah, yeah, no. I mean, well, since like the ratings are obviously based on like last season, I can kind of understand the Neymar thing, whatever. Well, Conte. But, but yeah, no. Conte <laughs> did not see the pitch last season. 
Why yeah. is he? Why is he an eighty nine? This just further proves my point that a million percent, he's million percent. one of the most overrated players of all time. I, I I'd argue agree. maybe maybe even the most overrated player of all time. Yeah, it's I mean, it's getting close. It's getting close. The it, fact that bad. the guy's rated eighty nine, like I know it's FIFA, whatever. It's a game. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but 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 a lot of people, as we said. To take FIFA very seriously yeah. when it comes to football knowledge. Yeah. Um, like personally, I don't play FIFA. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's just a bit. It's just a bit annoying, honestly, to see it. Like he's not, he's not an eighty-nine overall player by FIFA standards. Let it's- me let me just also um, read you some of the players he's also on the same level with or higher than. He is higher than Erling Hollands. <laughs> <laughs> he is higher than Luka Modric. He, God. <laughs> um, he's higher than uh, Nkunku, Frankie De Jong, Muller, Rodri, Verratti, Tony Cruz, uh, Ruben Diaz. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 unreal. Um, I just he's yeah. It, uh, I'm just in shock. Honestly, I, 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 I'm I'm speechless. <laughs> Like what was it? Well, I don't even think Godzai would be a goal. I would, I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but I, I would say like I'd say he's a bronze. <laughs> the, he's based on like the past two seasons and this season as well. This guy should not be below, above like an eighty-two, and that's not a hot take. And I if, know if, if you if my name was in Golo Kante and I played for Chelsea. I could go. I could disguise myself as him last season, and I would like he'd still get the same rating. Yeah, he didn't play, so <laughs> I don't know why he's still. Like, he's uh, on this level. Like for me, the name R one is absurd, and Hyunmin Sean, who was like arguably the best player in the Prem last year, like it is. It is unfathomable how like Cancelo he's above. Like yeah, no, I mean. I, I don't know what it is. Like, obviously, I know FIFA is like a game and whatnot. They have to keep the people like happy. FIFA Even does have a player. high. FIFA, FIFA, sorry, this is another take. FIFA does have a very high French bias. I'm gonna be honest. Um, well, yeah, and that's no, not I, me being. That's not me being a Belgian. Like, that's like they genuinely just love French players. No, yeah, I think it's like mainly like the whole thing with like how French players like link, like like they like link yeah. well. Yeah, they give like like. They give you like chemistry and stuff, like so. I don't know. Like obviously, Conte is kind of like a meta player in the game. Um, so like, I'm not, I'm not blaming EA, but like, if anyone actually thinks the guy is like like deserves that rating, like. Um, another one I would like to point out is Paul Pogba is an 85 still. This guy hasn't played a match in like. <laughs> I'm just like speechless with like how these players are, and Musa Diaby is an 84. <laughs> like Musa Diaby is on the same level as Leroy Sané. That's unreal. And, that and Perisic and Paris. That's unreal. Oh, uh, Valverde, Valverde, Valverde. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Just FIFA. Is, <laughs> if you base your takes on FIFA, like, to yeah. stay for you. <laughs> um, and I will say one last thing. Um, just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that Musa Diaby is also the same rated. <laughs> As Raphael Leal. Oh, great. 
I think that's a good note to end it. Now, <laughs> well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Uh, we will be back um, hopefully on Sunday uh, for an episode. We might have a few guests on. We're not sure yet. But um, make sure to watch. Um, we'll be watching as well the Nations League matches upcoming. Um, let me just say one quick thing about them. I'm not – I don't think the Nations League matches, I would watch them with a precaution. I don't think you can learn a whole lot from them. I think the whole Nations League thing where people were saying, oh, England are going to go out in the groups now because they start smacked by Hungary – 4-0. Um, there's not, like, a huge amount you can learn from the Nations League, in my opinion. It's just, like, a bunch of, like, you know, testing out players and everything. So, mm-hmm. watch with precaution, but um, we, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.